Four days before the end of World War I, on November 7, 1918, Morrow Coffee Graham gave birth to a baby boy in a farmhouse near Charlotte, North Carolina. She named him William Franklin Graham, Jr. and called him Billy Frank. The roots of the Graham family were deep in southern soil. Billy's two grandfathers, Ben Coffee and Crook Graham, fought in the Confederacy during the Civil War. As a result of wounds suffered during Pickett's charge at Gettysburg, Coffee had only one leg and one eye, while Graham carried a mini-ball fired from a Yankee muzzle-loading rifle for the rest of his life. Billy grew up on the family's 300-acre dairy farm. Every day at three in the morning and again after school, he helped the hired hands milk 75 cows. The family chores left little time for idle play, but Billy had a reputation for being a bundle of energy, rushing from one activity to another. One day his mother had had enough of his hyperactivity and hustled Billy Frank off to the doctor. In his office, she explained, He never runs down, and it isn't normal. He's got way too much energy. <laughs> Don't worry, the doctor said reassuringly. It's the way he's built. The physician's words were almost prophetic. As soon as Billy learned to read, his mother encouraged him to develop a habit of reading as much as he could. He was spellbound with the tales of Robin Hood and Sherwood Forest and the whole Tom Swift series. Among his favorite adventure stories were those of Tarzan. A new book was released every two months, and the young Graham could hardly wait for the next episode. Billy often hung from the trees in his backyard and practiced his version of the Tarzan yell. It often frightened those driving horses down the road. Years later, his father would say, I think all that yelling helped develop his voice. One of his school bus drivers recalls another side of the youngster. Sometimes when Billy got off the bus with the other boys, he would reach underneath and turn the shutoff valve to the gas tank. The driver said, I would go about a hundred yards and the engine would sput out. I'd get out and shake my fist at him, but he'd only give me a laugh. It made him a hero to the other kids. During his growing up years, Billy learned the value of money, and his father taught him firsthand the importance of free enterprise. Every now and then, when a calf was born on the farm, the elder Graham turned it over to Billy Frank and his friend Albert McMakin to be raised. When the calf reached the veal stage, the boys would market it and split the proceeds. In general, the town newspaper was full of local stories and radio was in its infancy. One day, William Graham Sr. put together his first crystal radio set and located Pioneer Radio Station KDKA in Pittsburgh. The family gathered around the squawking receiver and held their collective breath. For what seemed like a very long time, Mr. Graham turned three tuning dials to locate the station, and finally something intelligible broke through the static. Billy Frank and his siblings shouted, That's it! We have it! A few years later, the Graham family was one of the first in the area to have a radio in their car. When his parents went into a store to shop, Billy Frank stretched across the back seat and listened to the mysterious distorted broadcast sounds. These wireless relays from Europe sounded like they were coming from a magical seashell. In particular, Graham was fascinated with the speaking style of a German named Adolf Hitler. 
While Billy Frank didn't understand his language, the intonation somewhat frightened him. The barns on the family farm were roofed in tin, and on rainy days Billy loved to sneak away into the hay barn and lie down on the sweet-smelling slipper piles of dried grass. He would listen and dream as the rain pounded the tin roof. The still and solitary sanctuary seemed to shape his character. Even as an adult when visiting a busy city, Graham would often find a quiet church where he could meditate in the cool, dim stillness.